to football supporters around the world, and especially here in Thailand, welcome to the Portcast Podcast, with news, views, and profiles of the supporters of Thai Port FC, or as they say in Thai, Tarua FC. And now, here's your host, arguably the most knowledgeable Port FC supporter this side of Janet the Hutt, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Earl. Oh my word. Welcome, the podcast is back, we've been away for a very long time, but seeing as it's the off-season, we've had an amazing season, and we've got nothing to do for the next few months, we're going to start to do a few more podcasts in the next few weeks and months. So uh, this is another Zone F podcast, which is where we interview Port fans about their experiences as Port fans, and my guest today is... Scandinavia's foremost expert on Thai football. Is, is that a fair characterization? Well, I mean, Mr. I, Peter Shepherd. Well, thank you, thank you for having me, and thank you for the kind words. Uh, can, I guess can we go I'm, as far as Europe's foremost expert? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I think, I mean, there's, there's one Norwegian Bangkok United fan who would probably oh, want, something, Sven. want to have something to say about that. Uh, he's very knowledgeable about Thai football. Um, I've, I've not yet run into anyone from Sweden who, who covers or knows more about Thai football. Than and I you do, uh, you you blog about Thai football in Swedish, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, FarEastFootball.com started out doing East Asian football, a lot of Chinese and AFC Champions League when I first moved down here, but just more and more Thai football. It's, time has passed because that's where my interest is now and did you originally get into doing the Chinese stuff just because you thought it would be a bigger market that people yeah I mean it was when I moved down here it was right when you know the Chinese league was starting to do a lot of big money moves and I felt like people would be interested in it a lot more interested than they would be in Thai football uh, now I think people are very interested in Chinese football and it's as much about <laughs> When you're doing something like blogging, I mean, I yeah. do a lot of writing as well. It's so much more important for you to be interested, yeah. like, because yeah. that will come through in your writing. If you're writing about something that you're not enthusiastic about, yeah. it's not going to be as good. Whereas if you are going to a lot of port games as you do, then that's what you want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, when I, as I said, when I start, I mean, I blog in Swedish and English. Some things I only do in Swedish because it's you know aimed at the Swedish audience. But most of my most of my writing, I just. I write it in English at first and then translate it into Swedish but as I said I started with Chinese football and it was quite enticing I I watched a lot of games and it's very I mean it's very interesting it's very very entertaining stuff over there as well but what I realized was it was it was actually harder to get good sources to watch Chinese football in Thailand than it was back home okay like they started doing like subscription services and stuff in Europe which is there was nothing like that available here so I was just you know I, I would always just have to hope that I could find a good stream for a game whereas the Thai football I can follow I can you know, go to every poor game as long as I'm in town and, and I can watch I can watch every game 
on TV. So it's yeah. It's, no, it's no, no. It's basically only Thai football. Good stuff. And like you said. So, um, what non-Thai teams do you support? Obviously, you're Swedish. You have a Swedish team. Yeah. Who are they? Hammarby is my Swedish team. Hammarby. Hammarby, local, south central Stockholm, born and bred. Any other? Do you have an English team as well? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Growing up, I was. I was always, I was a, a more of an Arsenal fan than a Hammarby fan growing up. My my dad's English, but he's from Brighton, and we couldn't very well follow Brighton and Hove Albion in Sweden in the nineties. Nowadays, you can. So, I I kind of support two two Premier League teams now. It's absurd as it sounds. There's no rivalry involved there, but I mean, no, they're they're pretty much my the, dad's the team. Swedish I'm... John Spittle. <laughs> <laughs> We've had John on the um, on the podcast yeah, before. Perhaps perhaps not. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, obviously my dad's a Brighton and Hove Albion fan, but when I became an Arsenal fan, when I was about seven years old, I became fairly fanatic and my entire family just pretty much started supporting Arsenal because it was, it was better for everyone in the house. As long as, as Arsenal won, everyone was happier because I was happy. Uh, obviously, when you were in Sweden, you were watching live football, so you were watching Hammerby live quite a lot. Yeah, I, I go. Like, yeah, I go to a fair amount of games when I'm back home. Um, so I, I'd say nowadays I see more Hammerby than Arsenal games, even though the Arsenal games are on here. You can always find a decent source to watch Swedish football. But I mean, as I said, a very fanatic Arsenal fan growing up. I have the old Arsenal club motto tattooed on my chest, so mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> it's it's still a very big part of my life, but I'd say Arsenal and Hammerby, to a certain extent, Brighton and Hove Albion. Growing up, I, I mean, in Sweden, you'd support, I mean, you'd watch every other league. I mean, I'd support Sampdoria in the Serie A growing up. I can't say I do anymore, more than checking the results and hoping they win. I haven't seen a game in ages, but growing up, I, I'd watch every Arsenal game, every Sampdoria game. And, you know, a lot of Deportivo La Coruña games in Spain as well. I wonder if that's a thing that's common from people from from smaller countries or from, from countries which don't have hugely popular leagues. They're, I suppose, more likely to choose teams in other countries to support. Because I don't find that as much with English people, I think, from, from the people I've talked to. There are fewer English people who will have, like, a Spanish team or a French team or a German team. Most people will just kind of support their English team because... Uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm... <laughs> My frame of reference is, is pretty much Scandinavia and England, and it's not only football. I mean, English people are very, very unconcerned with what goes on <laughs> in the rest of the world in general. Low key burn there, I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, getting, they, getting bullied I mean, by the Swede already. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Viking has come out. Well, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> You're, oh, you grew up here, you are a bit more concerned <laughs> no, with the I rest complete, of the world. I completely agree, it's totally true. Yeah, I mean, we can't well, I mean, learn other people's languages and no, we don't follow their football yeah, teams. I mean, listening, <laughs> I mean, listening to English you know, football experts talking about other countries, you know, basically they're, they're, they're lost, most of them just lost, they're completely lost, they have no idea what's going on. Whereas, I mean, the, the, you know, the Swedish football experts who cover the Swedish league, they know what's going on in a lot of other places. The Swedish experts who cover the English Premier League, they watch games in Italy and Spain as well, sure. probably in the Bundesliga as well. So it, I, think, I think 
it's more of an English thing than a, than a big country, small country thing. I actually saw a, an article earlier today. I can't remember who, who did it. I saw it on Twitter. And it was what happened to uh, the Thai players that went over to Man City after Taksin bought Man City. So it was Tirasin, uh, Suri Sukha, and I can't remember the third player. But um, it was interesting. that They could only talk about it through the kind of frame of reference of English players. So they had to say what Robbie Fowler said about this player. <laughs> they had to say what... Um, who else was there? There are a couple of oh, Jay, they mentioned Jay Bothroyd as well. Yeah. So like Thai football, Robbie Fowler, Jay Bothroyd, yeah. two completely unsuccessful, utterly useless flops, as most mm, English players yeah. have been when they come to Thailand. <laughs> but that's you know, it's just Thai league. Robbie Fowler is yeah. the only way to get people, English people, yeah, interested exactly. in. People in wouldn't be interested if you don't connect it to, yeah, a, you know, an English. I know it's understandable the yeah. way they did it. Is, I just found it was quite funny. So. Uh, where have you watched live football? Of course, you've watched in in Sweden. I assume you've watched in England as well. Yeah, I've been I've been to a few Arsenal games, and I've even been to to some non-league football. I've been to I've been to a pre-season friendly in Roxham outside Norwich once when we were on holiday. As I said, my dad's English. We spent our summers in England growing up, and for most most of the time, we travelled to a new place in England every summer and stay there for a couple of weeks. And, so yeah, I've watched live football in England. Um, I've watched Arsenal in the Premiership. I watched Arsenal in the Champions League. Obviously, a lot of Swedish football. I've been to and down here weekly, and also I've been to the Euros. I've been to the World Cup. Oh, which one? Uh, in Germany, actually. No, I'm I'm stretching here because I never actually went to a game in the Germany World Cup. I was just there. I never managed to get score any tickets. Areas, yeah, it? I never managed to score any tickets. We're in Berlin for the uh, Sweden Paraguay game, but it was about two hundred thousand Swedes in Berlin Bloody that week. Hell. So it was it was it was mental, and but it was very hard to get tickets. But I went to the Euros in France. I went to England, Russia, in Marseille. Nice, an experience. I did not see the apparent war going on. Oh, that's right. An English was, yeah. fan got stabbed. Yeah, really? I mean, it, there, there was there or was English fan yeah, there, there, there was basically rioting, but it was a very limited part of the city. I mean, we were out, we were out by a town, but in this lovely little square, having dinner, and a few glasses of wine, and reading about the war going on down in in the marina. See, we do share our culture <laughs> with people sometimes. Yeah, us and the Russians can have a polite exchange of cultures, or not so polite. <laughs> Yeah, and I've been. I've, I think the most distant, apart from well, obviously Thai Thai football, I've been to. Uh, I've been to an uh, Argentinian league game once. Uh, uh, River, River Plate really? in Gymnasia. Wow, is that a massive stadium? It's a massive stadium. It wasn't. It wasn't full by any means. It was. It was some people. We, I don't know why, but we went to get tickets, and obviously coming up to the ticket counter two gringos one spoke you know limited amount of Spanish we bought two tickets so obviously they put us next to the ultras <laughs> <laughs> nice and no, we, we kind of you know just floated towards the the end of the section but it was a <laughs> lovely experience I mean it wasn't a high risk game so high risk game or anything it was a lovely experience it was Fantastic, f- 
fantastic experience, really. Stadium was half empty, just his basic league game against a smaller team, and our section was just bouncing for 90 minutes. It was fantastic. Ultras are amazing for that. Yeah. When they really get going, they just... I've no idea how they've got that much energy, considering they're pissed out of their heads most of the time. <laughs> no idea. Especially in Thailand with the heat. Anyway. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I'll mean, say in Argentina especially, there's more than alcohol involved. Oh yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Stimulants as well. Yeah. So yeah, so that kind of sends us towards talking about Thailand. So how did you find out about Port? I think when I when I moved down here, uh, this time I'm, oh, I should say I'm, I'm studying in Bangkok, so I've been there for a few years, and when I moved down, I uh, I figured, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to need to see live football regularly, and a good friend of mine moved down with me or moved on shortly after and we talked about this decided we you know we need to find the local team started doing not really research just looking at what you know which clubs which clubs in Bangkok are playing in the top flight and like where do they play and then we started going the first port game I went to was actually away to Bangkok United what year would this have been early 2017 okay, yeah. so a couple of seasons ago and it was uh, Paul took a massive beating 5-2 I think it's the final score Ooh. at Pat Stadium? no no it was on the way game okay. it was up at Thomas oh okay right um, oh si- yeah 6-2 or 5-1 I remember a 6-2 and a uh, then it has to be 6-2 I could go back and try uh, yeah, I think it's 6-2 <laughs> I then. think it's a 6-2 game we yeah. scored first right? I think, think so, yeah. It was a long time ago. It was a ago. screamer. I, I, no, I think yeah. I remember the game. Sivakorn scored an absolute screamer. Yeah. And then we just got destroyed for the, for the next, like, 88 minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember, yeah. So, but, so not the best introduction? No, but... So something must have uh, kept you wanting to come well, back? Well, I mean, the travelling port support was bigger, pretty much, than the entire home support. Which Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of spoke to us and I wrote on, about this game on my blog and um, I posted on Twitter and uh, then the uh, the Sand Pit Twitter account commented and said nice post you should come down and watch us at home so obviously Tim Rosser I imagine who wrote that and we, oh, we were planning on going down to the pack anyway and we did a couple of weeks later and it was a much better experience in terms of, you know, overall, you know, everything around the game. We, I think we lost that one as well, but felt much more at home. But it wasn't the first time I've heard about Port. I mean, I, I knew there was a club, there was a club called Port, or it was at that time called Port Authority of Thailand, because I would play championship manager. <laughs> and I would do... Southeast Asian summer tours, like pre-season tours, and I would play. And I, <laughs> my mildly autistic mind would, you know, not allow me to spread the friendlies out when I would do a tour. So I would play three Bangkok clubs, even uh, though it didn't matter for the game. I would just pick yeah. three Bangkok clubs anyway, because I felt my players would be more comfortable staying in one place <laughs> during the pre-season. So I, I think I played. Port Authority of Thailand, a championship manager, a bunch of times. <laughs> so I knew that club 
existed I had no relationship to it apart from that was it just wanting to choose a team that made you come back and keep watching Port at first or was there like a moment that you that you kind of really fell in love with the experience or decided mm. that you were gonna come all the time or? I I can't say you know pinpoint a moment more than, I mean the first game we went to at the pad as I said it was me and a friend and, and it just it felt felt right it felt more at home his proper football stadium it was you know good atmosphere and everything and you know closest team playing you know, playing closest to where I lived which should be the main reason behind picking a team to follow is you live close to where they're playing uh, I mean my, my dad moved to England um, from England to Sweden and started following Hammerby because he moved to the part of Sweden where Hammerby plays so you know, that's it's, I think that's a natural way of doing it. Yeah, it's quite funny that I mean we have we have obviously a very I don't know a very developed football culture in in the West certainly more so than Thailand and it's but when English fans come to watch Thai football we have to kind of go against what whatever principles we have to, just to start with because we have to choose a team yeah. and that's something that you just don't get to do or, or you would never really do in your yeah, home country you're yeah. born into a team well, most yeah, people yeah, are not, yeah. not everyone but yeah, most people yeah. are just born into a team so here, when we come here we have to choose one and that kind of means that the dynamics a bit funny from the very start but there's no yeah, like you see other people choose for you like how I, yeah, I'd say that happened to me here as well I mean I was taken here I, I never thought the way you did I never planned to come to port I never researched oh which you know which team should I choose I was invited to come by a friend and then and then I just I loved it. Started coming back more. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, as I said, I mean, the research pretty much went as far as looking at which clubs w were available. Where do they play? Yeah. Uh, and me and my mate, who's sadly passed away since, but uh, we support different teams back home. But I kind of sold them on the idea, and I I didn't know anything about Paul. I didn't know that you know they old club by Thai standards. Yeah. I didn't know. You know they were usually in the top flight. I knew they were newly promoted. Yeah, so of I course. Was, it was, was, a, it was our first teams. season back, 2017. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's you know, moving down. I mean, Wantong plays you know, fair bit off anyway. But I mean, to me, the idea of moving down to to Thailand and starting to support you know the reigning champions didn't really you know it didn't really sound that attractive to me. I mean, you want to find something else and. I really enjoyed the experience of going to the Pat and I just got stuck there. So what what do you think about Pat in, in comparison to other Thai stadiums? Is there anything that measures up to the Pat match day experience? Mm, well, not to me, not so far, no. Um, there, there are yeah, some other good stadiums. Yeah, there I are mean, some stadiums yeah, I, mean, I like. I've, but I've, I've had good experiences. I mean, I've been to the, uh, I've been to BG game this year they were, that was a really nice experience the stadium was fantastic it was a good atmosphere and I've been to I've been to one game at the SCG uh, and that was when we were playing away even though no away fans were allowed but they, I mean they had a good atmosphere as well they have a good good following up there uh, obviously I mean, Buran seems to have a fantastic following at least when there's a big game in time yeah very impressed by their setup. But it's there's something about the 
kind of the market outside the the kind of sandpit area that we all know yeah. and love. There's something about that which I've never I've never seen a better version of that at another stadium. No, I I really enjoyed actually. Have you been to Sisaket? No, I really enjoyed the area outside Sisaket Stadium. <laughs> but the day the day I was there, there was a torrential downpour, and <laughs> it was all grass rather than gravel and, and stone like Pat. So we ended up having to wade through like mud to get to this actual area, which spoiled the experience a bit. But I imagine on a yeah. nicer day, that would have been a stadium which had a comparable area, yeah. at least. Well, but, I mean, but the other ones don't really. I mean, Mong Tong, their area isn't as good. Buirams. Buirams is more built up, but it's too built up. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's got to have that kind of, for me, it's got to have that market vibe yeah. and I mean, cheap I, yeah. stuff. I, I love the setup around the pack and like. In general, I mean, we don't get that back home, like the whole thing where you have the vendors around the stadium. I mean, it's there's bars in the vicinity of the stadium, and then you can buy things inside the stadium, but you don't have that. I mean, there's that, that, that's a very very Thai thing. It's very you know that local. It's very local. I mean, it's like a it's like a local market, pretty much. I mean, when I, I mean, I post photos from around the pack on Instagram and everything. And like my sister, she she doesn't care too much about football. She watches Sweden and England when they play in like major championships and everything. But um, like when I post on posted on Instagram, I posted a bunch of photos like of the street food and the beer around the stadium and everything. So she was like, "Well, that could actually make even me want to go watch the <laughs> football." Yeah. Like, so I think. I mean that's like like you said. I mean there's a you know they don't have the same type of you know fan culture here, but they have a very very specific Thai football culture that I really enjoy. And, and I think different. with with Port, it's as much about the the community because that's what that is. That market is just yeah. it's the part of the Port community, the Kuala yeah. community more specifically. Yeah, which is which is difficult to find anywhere else because the clubs move around so much. Yeah, and that's. I mean, we can get into a thousand different examples yeah, of that. But, I mean, just this, at the end of this season, we've had a club shutting down. And last season, we had a club move into Summit Prakar and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but Port is one of the few that does have real roots in its community, which is, which as European fans is one of the things that makes it so great. Yeah, it, I think that's one of the things that spoke to me about Port as well. It felt like there's a genuine following, like, an actual support people who've been living with the club for a long time. So is there anything that you would change about Pat Stadium? Well, this is a good time to be talking about this because as we speak, the the turf is being ripped up in Pat Stadium, right? Have you seen pictures? There, no. All the grass has been ripped up. It looks like a farm now. <laughs> but, there, but there is also talk of renovating it to try and meet AFC standards, not for the coming season but for the season after that. Yeah. So if you were in charge of renovating Pat Stadium somehow, what would you do? You have limited options by the way it's... I mean, the setting is... I mean, there's buildings around there you can't where very well rip down, or maybe you can. I mean, this is Thailand. You could probably get people to move and rip those buildings down, but... <laughs> you know, you know, you know, supposing you can't, then there's not very much you can do. I mean, the short ends... They're there. I mean, yeah. you can't really build them up much more. You could, funnily enough, you know, um, behind Zone B is the Loxley building. Yeah, that's actually owned by the same family as our owner. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, <that's> <laughs> he's one. Of, 
the guy who runs Loxley is on our board of directors as well. Okay, just yeah. just, just no, a side no, point. Opens up <laughs> possibilities. But within the uh, confines yeah, no. of what we have. I mean, yeah. so obviously what you're saying is you'd want to build like proper solid stands rather than the temporary yeah. stuff we have now. But but I don't, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't want it to become one of these like generic velodromes. Sure. Like, you know, just another toilet bowl. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, it, it reminds me a bit about the old stadium where Hammerby used to play, like how it was, you know, because they had basically temporary stands. On one of the short ends, they had temporary stands that was just there for years and years that looked like you could just go in, you know, <laughs> saw it, you know, down and it would just collapse on you. And it just stayed up for much longer than probably should have. And the, the other short end was built into an office building, so you couldn't expand on that. Right, yeah. And then you had, you know, it was extremely limited as to what you could do. It was, you know, that's why they built a new stadium and tore that one down. And as I said, it reminds me of that. I'm being a bit nostalgic, so I don't mind it staying the way it is. Even I, though I after, I mean, they built a new stadium that Hammerby now plays on that we actually share with one of our rivals because they couldn't stay at their old stadium either which is I mean and that, that's a you know proper football you know new proper football stadium you know not a bad seat in the house and you know lovely facilities and everything and going there is, is a fantastic match day experience so it's not necessarily bad you know to, to modernise apart from the fact that we play on AstroTurf or Hammerby plays on AstroTurf and it's just, is that due it's, to weather issues? Is that no? It's due to financial issues. Okay. I mean, they how many does they don't own the stadium? They rent it, and that's why they share it with another club. It's the the city owns it, and it's just cheaper to have AstroTurf, okay. uh, and it's you know there's a very different type of football. How many uh, they didn't lose a home game this year? Did you see? I assume you watched uh, Thailand against Malaysia the other day. Yeah. Did you see the Malaysian grass? Well, I want to call it that. This, yeah, is, sure. this is a very niche, a niche thing to talk about. But I've seen a close-up picture of the grass in uh, what is it, Bukit Jalil Stadium? Mm. Amazing stadium. But um, yeah, and it it's that kind of thick tropical grass. I've yeah. never seen that used mm. on a football pitch before. No. And the players I, are slipping around. And it, I yeah, I mean, I've tried to. No have, one looked comfortable playing there except from Brendan Gunn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I've messed around on that kind of grass before because they have obviously that kind of tropical grass in Thailand as well I've just never seen it used on a football pitch no. bizarre I, 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 I didn't know it was that specific, specific type of grass I mean I was well, just looking at the game it looked like it was shit yeah, just looking I mean, like shit. I mean, in the first couple of minutes around, I saw yeah. someone take out an awful. absolutely massive yeah. lump of turf yeah it looked like those you know like kind of like when you used to watch games played in Russia and it was always just like playing on a you know ploughed up field, except it was tropical. Like it, no, it just looked awful. And like you said, the Bukit Jalil looks like a fantastic stadium, and they should probably invest in a proper <laughs> some actual, some actual, actual proper although, although Thailand are like shamefully using that as an excuse I mean people are always mm, going to do that right yeah. but like because we've never won in that stadium no I, I think know. we've it's what, been like drawn, four or five games yeah like drawn two lost three maybe yeah. but we've got a really bad record there yeah, it's all the grass it's all the grass <laughs> as well. yeah we've, ne we've never yeah, lost the otherwise. Thai players have never been exposed to this before yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> I mean you can't say that the, the, the pitch on, on the pat is much better I mean it's it has its moments it has some really yeah. bad moments yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, normally yeah. like after the rainy season it yeah. doesn't get much attention and quite often the 60 yard box will just be yeah like, I mean I've spoke to a Port player before and he said well, you know, when, when, when it comes down when the rain comes down on our pitches it's the worst he's ever been on yeah there was actually talk of I heard talk today of uh, working on drainage, but apparently that's not going to happen. <laughs> so some some mad fool yeah, within mad the board system had the idea sense. of working on drainage, and they were they were quickly yeah. shut down. Which, so which, don't worry, they, they're uh, not going to uh, touch okay. our beautiful pitch. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I would say that's the one thing I would like them to actually improve on the pitch. I mean, I don't mind the the the, the stance, even though. They're, I mean, they're not the best stands, but I mean, just improve the pitch, especially because I mean, we, we 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 try to be you know a playing team. We should benefit from a better from better surface. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, if they've already ripped it up, maybe do something about the drainage. I mean, it, w- it would make sense, which obviously makes you think it's not going to happen. One thing, yeah. One thing I noticed at Buriram before the game, this is one of the few times we actually got into the stadium well before kickoff, because, I mean, it's such a great stadium. You want to get in there early and, and see what's going on. And they actually, they're one of the few teams that have turned on the sprinklers before the game, but they only turned them on on one side. So they, they were planning to play down yeah. one side, or at least they were expecting more play down one side so they aimed the sprinklers where yeah. they wanted to play that was a I, yeah, cheeky little yeah, uh, cheeky little bit of well, tactics I mean, there you see that happen in Europe from time to time as well actually I mean you know, I've never even seen fucking sprinklers in a Thai stadium before like, that's true I've <laughs> like, never seen it here <laughs> I mean they use it they actually they water the pitch oh Hamabi waters the pitch as well before the game and a half time yeah. and it's astroturf <laughs> okay I mean it's quick to start off with and yeah. try to make it faster mm. so they I mean they actually turn the sprinklers on at half time which I don't I'm not sure why they have sprinklers on it because it's plastic why there's even, even sprinklers available but they do it and well, it works for for us so you are you one of these people who has any unusual match day habits or superstitions or anything no no nothing no lucky underwear no nothing no do you have a shirt you normally wear? A favourite shirt or anything? I only have one. Uh, I only have one one poor, like replica shirt, and I wear that. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, that, and that, that it's not part of any routine. It's just that's that's just the colours. If I had, if I had more shirts, I'd probably you know alternate. So now I can't say I do. I mean, you rational I, Northern European. <laughs> you. <laughs> Where's the funny I tried. I mean, when I was playing, I actually tried to, you know, get these things in. I mean, I was goalkeeper. <laughs> I tried to, you know, use tape in certain ways, and like, and I did it for a few games, and I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Stop. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't see it making any difference. I mean, I have, I have a routine. I leave my house two hours before kickoff, and, and I buy a, 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 a this uh, Smirnoff. Was called, but it's like guava and something. Okay. It's supposed to like be a bit of a pick me up, like some caffeine and stuff, and some vodka. But it's, it's there's nothing superstitious about it. It's just so I can 
get a bit of alcohol in before I get on the bus. Makes sense. Makes <laughs> yeah. sense. And then I have, and then I have a few beers before the game. Yeah. So um, we've talked a little bit about uh, watching football in Sweden and watching in Thailand. How do you think the two experiences compare? Do you have a favourite, or are they just different? I think. No, I'm in Thailand, and the most recent games I've been to have been here. But no, I, I, I prefer the Thai match day experience because you, like I said, you have the, this whole setup around this outside the stadium that gives you something that we don't get at home. I mean, at home you go to a bar and you have a couple of beers. So do you have like an official club bar or something in the stadium? Uh, they, they, yeah, they, have, they do. Not, I don't usually go there. We usually meet up at a bar in in the cities, just across the bridge from the stadium, um, in the part of the city where I, where I grew up. We usually meet up there and have a few beers. And that place is no way, you know, connected to the club. Uh, it's just a place where we go. But beneath the stadium, there's some restaurants and some bars and, and stuff down there, like the big sports bar. You know, uh, O'Leary's. That's like there's about ten million Irish pubs with Irish sounding names, which are all the yeah. Same. I mean, it's a big, it's a big international <laughs> chain. Uh, they they're pretty common in airports around the world, okay. and, but it, it's a sweet, but it's a Swedish chain of sports bars, and they have a big setup underneath the the stadium where Harvey plays, where you know they have a bowling, they have a bowling alley and stuff inside the bar. It's okay. it's, a, it's a good place to go, but. Yeah, further good. in you know, next to the O'Leary's there's the Hammerby bar where they do like the pre-match talk I mean you get players or, or you know, someone from the club come and do a pre-match chat and everything so yeah it's a, it's a completely different yeah. match day experience isn't it oh yeah definitely. do you how early do you get to the stadium or how late do you get to the stadium um, well because like I said we meet up at a bar that's you know two stops on the subway away from the stadium okay. we usually try to get there as close to kickoff as possible yeah because also in, 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 um, in the Swedish stadiums you're not allowed to bring the beer into the stands is that a, a national rule kind of thing mm, yeah it's not, if I'm not mistaken it's about you know the, you know, the way the, the permits to sell alcohol is done you know you have to sell it and it has to be consumed in a control on the um, premises. The, yeah, on the premise and the premises, and it's you know there's so there's bars inside the stadium. But if you buy a beer that's stronger than three and a half percent alcohol, you have to consume it there. Um. You can buy a beer that's three and a half percent alcohol and bring it into the stands. So you do that, but there's, that's just to hold you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have a, I have a habit of bringing my little flask in. I'm sure there are me. many others who yeah. are who are in the same boat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I usually that, actually I usually I I usually bring a flask of Samsung with me <laughs> to games, and then I just buy a, a glass of Coke. You did a Dom. That's yeah. That's yeah, trademark by much. Dom. Yeah. Brilliant. So this is normally an interesting conversation. I think we've talked about this before, just outside the stadium. But um, how about the the standard of football with Thai football compared to? Uh, let's say Swedish football. What what level are the best teams in Thailand at? If you were to put them into the Swedish pyramid, 
if if you think that it's even plausible to be able to do that. Well, I mean, given you know, you, assuming they've had time to adapt and everything. Let's assume that. Let's yeah. let's say they've had a season. I mean, I think I think Buram will fare pretty well. In, in what in what level? I mean, in the, in surely the, not in the Swedish top tier. And they, I mean, they would n- not be contenders. They, I mean, the top clubs in Thailand could possibly stay up in the top tier. In the top tier, you reckon? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, the quality of the players, the individual qualities. I mean, it's much higher than I expected when I started coming here. Uh, and from what I gather, I mean, it's improved rapidly. Uh, when I speak well, to people who follow. Football, some yeah. people would say so and some yeah. people would, would say the opposite yeah. some people would say it has actually declined in recent yeah. years I don't agree with them I am of the opinion that it has improved yeah like I said I mean I'm, I'm mostly I'm talking about the individual aspect of it I mean the players are pretty good I mean when it comes to the organisation of the teams no yeah. they wouldn't yeah. do well <laughs> no obviously not I mean we Oh, we've, we've been speaking highly of Bangkok United for some time they they, well as we say like the same Sweden they shut in the blue closet uh, this year but I mean we've always we, we've been talking about them as this very very well organised team and so I mean Chiang Rai are obviously greater than the sum of their parts Yeah, they're well organised but not at all as well organised as Swedish teams. I mean, defensively they they couldn't they couldn't handle it. Yeah, even away from the playing side, just the organisation yeah. in terms of the way they prepare, yeah. the way they train, yeah. all that. It's completely on another planet. Yeah, but yeah, well, if I but I think, as you say, if Thai teams are kind of exposed to that culture and exist within that culture, yeah, the potential for them reaching a level we maybe wouldn't expect no does exist, but. But I'm very surprised that you would say uh, top tier in Sweden. I mean, a lot of people... So if we compare it to England, which we've done a few times before, people are saying, like, conference. Yeah. I don't agree with that. No, I think I, that's too me low. neither. I don't think so. Which, no. So where do you put them? I mean, it's, it, it's hard because I've, I've not watched enough... I mean, I've not watched non-league football apart from, like, off-season friendlies. Uh, I mean... You have to no. say about well, the thing with English football is that the lower leagues are much better than the lower leagues in many other countries. Sure, yeah. Like obviously, the top two flights in England are way ahead than you know, of the rest of it, and and I'd say probably League One is still far more professional than Thai football. But I would say, I mean, the best teams in Thailand would probably not, in terms of quality, they're not worse than League Two teams. You know, no, no, no. I can't, I can't imagine. No. I wouldn't say so. Like, but there are the people who would. There, there are people who watch League Two who you know yeah. say there are some really great yeah. players in there. And, I'm sure there is. And the way the teams are organised and set up, yeah. they're very difficult to beat. Yeah. Like Thai teams would, well, would find it tough yeah. I, there. Yeah. But I do like to think that at least the better ones would adapt and would be able to survive. Yeah, and that's that's my point as well. I mean, we're looking at it like they would. You know, you just drop them in there and they would play the exact same type of football and they wouldn't they'd be annihilated no. if you did yeah, that if you, if you just put them in there yeah. against like a league one yeah. team they'd yeah. be just but I mean, you know, <laughs> given, given, given some time to you know 
adapt to the to the style of play and you know becoming a bit better organized defensively no i don't think i don't think the the quality of the teams is the problem i think it's 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 certainly not talent i mean that some of the thai youth teams have done really really well in international tournaments yeah. like school teams and stuff yeah. like before when they're at the, the point where they haven't they don't really have a physical disadvantage yeah like their their te- the technical side is absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thoroughly impre- impressed by several players in this league. I mean, mostly attacking players, obviously. Uh, the best defensive Thai players are usually not brought up in Thailand. Well, <laughs> apart the from like apart from Nitipong. I mean, uh, well, funnily enough, Nitipong was a winger when we got him. Yeah, Nitipong was a right winger when we signed him from Boyaran, and we. We slowly kind of yeah. moved him back into defence, and he he ended up being an absolutely. That was an inspired decision. Which, well, I mean, that's fairly common for fullbacks. They've started off playing further up the pitch, and then you know maybe they wouldn't wasn't good enough, but you know they had qualities that you could use. Well, a fullback, and you know you could teach him to do the other stuff. Oh. Like I said, I mean, it's. The, the, I think the quality of the league is high, much higher than I expected. I really enjoy following Thai football. Yeah, there are, there are some really talented players for sure. So, uh, kind of getting away from the playing side, what is it about just the, the the idea of watching football that makes you want to be a part of it? Is it the social aspect, or is it? Are you more interested in the action on the field? Well. It's always been more about the action on the field. I mean, I've always been. You are a football guy. You're uh, yeah. a football player. Yeah, I've. Always, I mean, I've always been. Football's been, you know, the the only thing I want to talk about. The only thing I want to, you know, do is watch football. Right, but that's the distinction. Talking about it and and doing it. So yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to be a pro footballer when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did not have the mentality to be that. I mean, I, I never. When I was like, when I was about eight, nine, ten years old, I loved training. I just did every day. I mean, you'd have two training sessions a week with your with 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 a team. But I'd be down at the local pitch with my dad. As I said, I was a goalkeeper and just practice like five days a week because I loved doing that. But then when I was like ten, I just got fed up with training all the time. And I pretty much stopped for a while and then was just in and out, which. Obviously, it's not what you do if if you're serious about being a pro footballer. You you're not in and out. You're in it full yeah. time from a very early age, and I and I wasn't. So, I wanted to be, but I I never had the drive required to do that because I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say you know oh I I was so talented I could have done it. But being a pro footballer, you know. Being the best in the world is a lot about being <laughs> being talented, but being a pro footballer is mostly about having the drive, the yeah. way I see it, and I didn't. So when I was maybe eighteen, nineteen, I really stopped playing. It's always since then. It's only been about watching, but it's always been about watching and then discussing. But it's always it. about the football itself. It's all about right? so it's that's about a very the football important part of it about, for you. You know, discussing the game in depth, like why did things happen how did they happen not just you know it, they happened and it was fun but having ha- having said that here in Bangkok it's become far more important with the social side of it because it's 
I mean, as I said, I'm in school, but I'm much older than most of the people in school. I mean, it's not that I can't socialize with them. It's just that we have different, you know, we have we have different lives. I mean, fucking twice half of their age. I mean, I, see, I mean, I have, a, <laughs> I have I have a family. I have a wife and a kid. I can't, you know, live a student life in that sense. So to me now, it's you know, I have my life at home. I go to school, which is like a job, and go back home. And then my social life is revolving around football. It's mostly revolving around Port, and also to some extent the Thai national team. Mm, yeah. So it's become much more important the social aspect of it. But it's here. but there's the kind of I suppose what you're saying the angle for the social aspect is still always talking about the football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's that, because that's the point. yeah, it, because. By going to football, I can meet other people that want to talk about football exactly. because that's what yeah. I want to talk about. Yeah. Like most of my friends that I grew up with, I, most of my friends I've known since I was like some I've known since I was less than a year old, some since I was seven, and most of them I've grown, you know, been around since I was ten, eleven. And the common denominator has been mostly football, mm. you know. The reason we've stuck with each other is because we watch football, we talk about football, and then the other stuff we have in common has just meant that we've stayed together. Sure. Okay. So um, I think this is going to be an interesting thing to talk about. Um, what do you think defines success for Port now? And this has changed a lot, obviously, in the last couple of years. It's changed yeah. since 2017 when you started sporting. How would you yeah. define success for Port? Well, I mean, like I said, when I started going, I, I mean, I, I went to the game, I thought, okay, this is a no, newly promoted side, you know, and did well, finished top half, finished what, sixth? Ninth. Ninth. Oh, no, no, we were sixth. Jadette's remit was yeah. finishing the top half, yeah. and he scraped it. <laughs> he made it, yeah. but it was very Yeah, but I mean, no, I, no, no, I, I remember, no, the reason I thought six was that I was talking to my dad about halfway into the season and I said, oh, they're sixth and they're newly promoted. And I said, well, then they're doing well. And I said, oh, I think they're doing really well. Uh, and I, th I think top half when you're newly promoted is a fairly successful season. And you know, then finished third the second year and finished third again and won the FA Cup. So with that in mind, from now on, you have to start about, you have to start looking at success in terms of titles. Okay, league titles. Yeah, I mean, that has to be the objective now. I mean, I think, I think if, especially considering the investment that's being made in the team. So that's the kind of metric then. It's your your success should be based on how much you've invested in the club, right? That's yeah. I mean, because I mean, sense. it's it, it. I mean, it sucks to say it, but over time teams who spend more do better that's just the way it is yeah i mean the more money you have the more likely you are to succeed in football and and because i mean i mean that's a shitload of money being spent at port i think someone can be spent much better <laughs> uh, and not only because you know if if there's even a strategy or a policy on on, on transfers I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know money could be spent on other things. I mean, it, it looks to me like they're spending all this money, putting all this money into the squad, 
Absolutely. That's, and it's, this, that's the only focus. This is all short term. Yeah. This can only last for as long as the money's being spent. Yeah. The minute they stop spending on, on the squad, it's going to come crashing down. Absolutely, yeah. There's no foundation and, you know, they should... But that's also, I mean, it's... To me, that's also a thing with Thai football. It's a bizarre situation. I mean, the club is being leased. It's not owned by the people who run it. They no. lease it from a government from, agency. From the Port Authority. From the Port yeah. Authority, who don't seem really to want anything to do with it. You know, they, well, they were in the process of running it into the ground, really, yeah. before yeah. Before they were leased. Yeah. And, and, and you know, when you have a situation like that, when the people who supposedly own it don't really own it why would they invest in long term planning why would they invest in infrastructure why would they invest in a youth academy yeah which which are the things you need to invest in if you want to be you know proper content in the long term I've, I've heard and I'm not entirely sure if this is accurate I think it is that the youth teams of Port are actually run by the Port Authority I've heard that as well, possibly from you. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just spreading bullshit, and I've spread it so far that now like, it's coming back. It's just become a thing. Uh, it's been, it been confirmed by <laughs> other sources because someone heard it from you. No, but I, I think that's right, and it's that's absolutely mental if that is true. Yeah. Although uh, we did promote two players from our B team to the full squad this yeah. year, which was nice. It was good to see that there is some kind of path for those players to get a go in the in the main team. Because Port do actually have a history of having some players come through the academy who have been successful. But in recent years, there's been nothing, really. I mean... No, I mean, to me, I've, the, the way I've, you know, seen it is that Fox Hunt, is pretty much Port's academy. They pick some players from Fox Hunt and, and that's where they I think we get have a, their academy players. They're not from the Port Academy. They're we from have Fox some Hunt. kind of relationship with Fox Hunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would seem so. But I mean, but I mean, the B team is run by the Port. The B team doesn't exist. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but yeah. it existed. It existed for a season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last and that year, was that, run yeah, by Port. That yes. was run by Port, yeah. Yes. But the actual academy, I believe, yeah. is run by the Port Authority rather than... But how does that work? It's not like a proper academy like you have in Europe where the schooling and the football is connected. It's just... It's a, the league... The they academy have league system is an entirely separate yeah. entity. I yeah, think. So but I mean, they have youth sides. It's yeah. not like... You know, in, 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 in England, for example, you know, the academy, you play with the academy, you go to school with the academy, you, you know... The academy is an actual academy. No, 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 no. nothing like that. No. And the one really um, disappointing thing I heard about this recently was for the players, the young players in Port's main squad, who are some of the guys who are in Port B, they don't travel to a lot of the games because they're not going to be part of the match day squad. And what that ends up meaning is, like, you might have a, a two-day trip for a game and then you might have the day off training after that trip which is going to be like basically a three or four day gap sometimes. And these players who don't travel with the team aren't doing anything on those days. You know, they're not like they're not training. So what three or four days every other week. 
not training is a disaster for a young footballer, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's absolutely insane, but that's the situation that some of these young players are in, <coughs> where because there is no organised B team anymore, they are just sitting on their ass three or four days every other week. Uh, and we wonder why we uh, yeah, produce I don't, I, the best yeah, young players. I, I, don't, I don't even know to respond to that. <laughs> it's the first I've heard of it, and it's just, I mean, yeah. Madness. Yes, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm going to, you know, Revise my answer on, on, on the Thai clubs performing in Sweden <laughs> <laughs> because I mean the, in in Sweden I mean they they don't they don't do B teams they do under twenty ones teams mm-hmm. but the senior players play with the under twenty ones if they're out of the squad or you know recovering or whatever and like or you have what some clubs here have uh, again. Going back to Hammarby, they have a, a, a partner club. They were playing in the second flight this right. year, and they well, they they were relegated, so they're playing in the in the third tier next year. But yeah, it's a partner club. So basically, players they go on loan to the other club, and they play in the second flight on on, on Saturday, or Friday on Saturday, or Saturday. They play in the second flight for another club, and then they're on the bench for <laughs> on Sunday, which is kind of controversial. Yeah, in Sweden. It's, dicey, it's allowed, but it's like. How can they be on the bench for you when they were playing this week for another club? But they're similar. I mean, maybe not to that extent, but there's clubs in Thailand that have that set up with pretty much B teams. Well, obviously you you had the, 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 you had two you know you had a, an A team and a B team in the top flight this year, which is just mind-boggling. <laughs> I mean, how that can work, how that so, how so that is allowed. You can run two clubs, and they will run two clubs in the top flight next year as well. Two supposed top teams as well. It's, it's going to be very, very weird. It's a very, very grey area. It's going to be it? very interesting towards the end of next season if BG or Chiang Rai are involved in a, in the title race. Well, what's going to happen there? One very interesting transfer is uh, Sivakorn Triatrakun, who's yeah. been one of... Chiang Rai's better players mm. this year he's been getting into the national team he played he came off the bench in the, the game against Malaysia the other day is potentially moving to BG yeah yeah, I that's, read that. that's a it, signal yeah. that's a signal that they're, they're prioritising one or the other yeah. and all of the foreign player investment is going into BG which is just I mean they won the league they're actually in the Champions League next year they're not qualifying they're in the Champions League next year and they're moving one of their best players to a newly promoted club because obviously they're gonna, you know, they're gonna throw everything they have behind a different team. I mean, it's just. Well, maybe they try to kind of promote both equally and hope that one, that kind of the stronger one emerges organically from from performance. Yeah, but, well, but, that's, but so yeah. has not one has not the stronger one already emerged in terms of performance? They sure, won sure. the fucking league. But next year, but they're no, champions, right? And they're moving one of their best players. That's true. Hope, but no one in their right mind would say Chiang Rai are favourites to win next year. Right? No, they're not. <laughs> but as it stands, neither a BG. No, obviously, that's BG. The point. No, no, <laughs> they should be way ahead of BG because they already won it once. <laughs> they only just won it. I mean, and they have. I mean, they have some. They have some really good players. Like I said before, I think Chiang Rai is one of the clubs in Thailand more than the sum of their parts, as opposed to to Port FC, for example, who is less than the sum of its parts. 
and and even Buran and, and, and yeah, Muangzong, the you know the, the squad Muangzong is especially yeah, in terms the, of being yeah, less than the, the squad is better than the results. Yeah, and that is not you know that didn't go for Chiang Rai this year. The results were much better than their squad. But I mean, if you already won it with that squad, you could invest in that squad and become really, really good. Sure. So uh, getting back to Port, we've we've defined success as it's got to be judged in league titles based on what well, we've invested. How important yeah, so, oh, is sorry, it? Sorry, just no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if if we win one of the cups next year and finish second. Yeah, it would be that's, a successful that's still season. An improvement. Yeah. Even still, finishing third and winning a cup again would be a pretty successful season. It's not a failure. But whatever, whatever your metric of, of success is, how important is it that Port achieve that? Does achieving it or not achieving it affect your experience as a Port fan? No, I, I don't think so. No, that's. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not coming from a place apart from Arsenal for most of my most of my life has been very successful uh, and I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly pissed off at the situation at Arsenal at the moment but we're not going to get into that but <laughs> I mean just in general I don't I mean to me my, 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 my fandom is not connected to to winning I mean there's much more to football than winning I mean People like to say football's about winning. Sure, it's about winning, but it's not only about winning. Yeah. And you know, some people would have you believe it's only about winning. And to me, if it's only about winning, I don't, I don't know why you're watching the game. If all the other stuff isn't relevant, I mean, what, what's the point? I I completely agree. And we've only had, then it's just a game. Yeah, we've only had kind of contrary answers to that from our. Um, American or North American fans who success does seem to be much more important to those fans yeah. and to us it's yeah it's just more about coming along and enjoying yeah. it and I mean, it's, but, yeah. but there I'm, is I mean, there's a balance here where if Port absolutely collapse so if our owner was to leave and yeah. if we were in a situation where we were being run by the Port Authority again who if you it, kind of arrange the situation in a certain way if they have to take on the wages of the players we have now then they're utterly completely and totally fucked yeah. like and the whole club is utterly totally and completely fucked and then we don't just get relegated you know or we're like it, it could be catastrophic yeah, it's all the T4 right it's starting have to start again have to start over, so, yeah. so in that context is is that a game changer in terms of your experience as a fan? I think it would affect my experience. Sure, because, I mean, it's not going to be... It's not going to be the same match day experience. It's not going to be the same amount of people right. around. It's not going to be... 8,000 people. It's right? not going to be 8,000 people there. It's not going to be... This, I mean, there's not going to be... The, the, all the vendors aren't going to be there because there's not going to be 8,000 people there to sell the stuff to. So, the, the experience is going to change. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, uh, to I mean, to me, it would be just different kind of fun, though. Right, going yeah. to T four football. I mean, it's gonna. We know. certainly took that attitude when we went down yeah. to T two. Yeah. What one of the things about going down to T two was? Shit, we've got like 
18 other stadiums to go to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's loads of stadiums. You can travel to more, you know, more accessible stadiums probably around. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a different experience. And, and you know, you, you know, you separate, you know, the, the, the men from the boys in some sense when it comes to, you know, supporting the team. You know, who's, who, who's going to keep coming? Yeah. And, you know, those, those are the people who, who, who stick with the team. And that's a different different experience no I don't think it's I mean it's it's got to be fun in a different way yeah I, I'm of the same opinion I yeah. completely agree so uh, get on to some kind of short answers for the last little bit um, who's Port's best player best player best player by whatever whatever metric you want to judge best player I think our best player is Go okay I mean, the terms of, you know, quality, I mean, just making everyone around him better, he's, he's, the, he's the best we have. Apparently, he's, almost, he's also an absolute beast in training. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. I mean, he looks amazingly fit. And he's, what, 33, 33 years old? Yeah. Yeah. 33, wants to play till he's like 40. Yeah, he looks like a, <laughs> I mean, you know, just, you know, he's professional footballer on another level than many of the other guys I mean Suarez is a good shot for Suarez as well he's also in a different sense in the sense that he's just so talented yeah just unbelievable um, yeah but I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick Go as our best player um, even though I mean Bowden can do stuff that I mean he's, he's got, I mean Bowden's first touch is He's up there with the best I've seen live. No, no, no. He's not up there with the best I've seen live. I've seen Lionel Messi live. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> no. He, I mean, he's got a fantastic technical ability. I mean, that's just that futsal touch that he has. It's it's amazing. And and like you know, the consistency of Nitipong is also admirable. Um. Okay, so we've got to go. And who's your favourite player? Mm, I think Bowden, yeah. Just Bowden, because yeah. because of that, you know, those things that he does that no one else, that no one else can do, that I've not seen many other footballers that can do. I mean, it's just amazing. Some of the things he does, that goal he scored against Chiang Rai, no, that was. No, I mean, that was a Burkham esque first touch. Yeah, and that's yeah. coming from an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, I, I really, really like Bowden when he's when he's having a good day. He, when he's having a good day, he's our best player. Okay, with but Go is just better in, in in a different way. Yeah, consistent and yeah. He's a leader and yeah. improves everyone else around him. So, uh, what other teams? in Thai football do you particularly like or dislike <laughs> well I know you Peter yeah. I know what you're about to say let's no. go with like first so you say something I don't know you're about to say <laughs> any other teams you particularly like I I like I, I actually I like BG because I because of the experience I had when I went there and the way they played it was really really good day out and I mean, they played lovely football but it was in T2, so I mean, you have to take that into account. In the top flight, I don't really have any teams I like that much. I mean, 
I was always very impressed by Bangkok United, but they have some. I mean, they have they they have their problems. <laughs> I mean, the 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 way they behave when things aren't going their way. I mean, it's just. No, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> you talked yourself out of that one. Yeah, I talked myself you, out of that one. You went from being yeah. like, "Oh, I quite like Bangkok United." Well, oh, I, mean, I admire I the way. They, I, <laughs> yeah, I admire the way they play, and I still kind of like their setup. The what, what they're trying to do, they're trying to be a very professional, modern football club, which I I like. But then they have, you know, they 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 it's, it's very they cocked up this season. They have. Mm-hmm. They've cocked up, but it's. You think when you're in the situation, as you're saying, where you've done everything right, yeah. that there's only one direction, yeah. right? That you can only get better, and and clubs who are doing it wrong yeah. are supposed to only only go the other yeah. way. And yet, Port have overtaken Bangkok United this year <laughs> yeah. just by doing whatever. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no yeah. strategy. Because it's no not plan. like Bangkok United aren't spending money. any money. Exactly. They are spending big money yeah, and absolutely. they just messed it up. Their budget, yeah. I don't know what their budget is. I don't know what our budget is. No. But I would say that they're not wildly different. So the fact that we've overtaken them just yeah. from monkeying around yeah. <laughs> and they've gone in the other direction is it's hilarious. I can't allow me. Yeah. <laughs> I find but, it hilarious. I mean, I, but now that you've asked the question, I need to think of another club I do like. And I, I do kind of like Chombury. Okay. Yeah. They're always fairly entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and we have, we've had, I've been to two away trips to Chombury, which have been fantastic. Uh, yeah, we've had some really good yeah. away trips. And, and I mean, I just like, and it's always good atmosphere. It's and a nice this, stadium. Like, yeah, well, there's this nice... It's not, it's not a good away area, but no. it's a nice stadium. But there's this this nice you know the the the, the atmosphere it, even between the fans is very good. I, I, I like I like very I like nice. them and I mean the you know very open style of play usually. Um, That's a nice euphemism for having a shit defence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as long as Niran isn't on the pitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. in which case they have a fantastic. <laughs> um, no, and let's see. I'll, Trap. I like trap. Did you go to the away game at trap? No, I was planning to, but it wasn't worth it on a Wednesday. And, Wednesday, it was yeah. impossible for I mean, me. If it'd been on a Saturday, I, maybe I would have gone. But luckily, we've got them back next year. Hopefully, yeah. we get trap on a, yeah. a workable day. If yeah. We get them on a Saturday. We can all head down there. Yeah. And also, uh, Pratchup. I like Pratchup. I like. They seem to be doing something right. Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, they, they buy work, well. Yeah, they buy very. They well. buy extremely well. They work within their budget. Like, I mean, it's not like they don't have serious money behind them with PT, but they're not overspending. They're just doing a good job and performing some pretty good football on, on you know the money they, they actually do spend. So I'd say yeah, Chombury, Pratchup, and, and Trap. Okay. Right. And uh, onto the formalities, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean. I was happy that Chiang Rai won it in the end, but for you know other reasons than them being Chiang Rai, I, 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 I really, really don't. I, I think I dislike Chiang Rai more than any other team wow. in this league because of the way they've been playing. It did change a bit because of the way they've been playing, even more than yeah. the way that they run. Yeah, because because they're almost equally objectionable. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, their whole presence on the pitch is just appalling. But 
I mean, it, I think it did change over the course of the season. You know, the, the legacy that Gamma and Victor left behind them kind of stuck for a while and then it started to change. They weren't as bad towards the end of the season. Uh, I mean, the first game of the season, we played them away and I was, I was, a, I was a coach Hank. Uh, with a friend of mine and his, and his family was there I was, I was watching the game with his dad and him and his brothers and it was I mean it was apart from my friend who I'd brought to BG before that the rest of them that was their first contact with Thai football whatsoever and they were just watching the game and said what the fuck is this this is in football was and I was like I can't say anything it's, this is not representative of this game this is representative of Chiang Rai That's, this is just the way they play uh, and you know no, I, I genuinely dislike Chiang Rai, but I think I, I've seen some some signs of improvement in Chiang Rai. And, you know, obviously, Muang Tong, you know, you're not supposed to like Muang Tong. Therefore, I don't like Muang Tong. I don't have any other relationship to Muang Tong than, you know, there are rivals and therefore we don't like them. I love the banter. I mean, I, so I mean, I, 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 I love putting them down when I write a preview or a match report or, 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 or you know, my season uh, review. I, I love taking a dig at Muang Tong, but that's all. That's all pure banter. It's all to good me. fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah, I mean, even though there's been serious, serious problems connected to it, to me, it's just bants. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. And uh, finally, we'll sign off with this one. Uh, where do you think Port will finish next season? It's a, tough it's, it's a tough question to answer before the transfer window exactly. is even open in Thailand because exactly. you have no idea what's going to happen for the next three months. I mean, last year when you know the transfer I window opened, you thought, oh, I, mean, I can't see that much happening because the way the teams are set up, you know, who should move where. And then the MVP for the league went from Bangkok United to Port, which yeah. was, you know, a player we didn't need. <laughs> we still bought him because he was the MVP in the play. I mean, it was, uh, you know, so anything can happen over the next three months. But most likely, Port spend a lot of money, yeah, and bring in yeah. one or two big players, right? Like, yeah, and so I, so with that, I think we're going to probable second. outline second. Yeah, Ooh. in the choke. That's a no, but that's a big shout. Well, I mean, we finished third two years in a row, and assuming we're going to spend big. When we already have a very very good squad, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly feasible. Yeah, but that's assuming we spend on, you know, at least relatively yeah, well. Relatively and, and well, then, and then you get to mid season, and then you've got to do it all over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> we all know the yeah, uh, the yeah. Because I mean, I'm big. Mid-season. I mean, I'm big biased. The last two years been Boscovic and Sumanya. Boscovic looked like we, a player we maybe needed because we needed a striker but we all knew he wasn't a striker he just happened to play up front the year before and scored a shit of goals uh, but assuming we actually spend big on a proper striker this year and maybe look for a, for a really good goalkeeper then we definitely could could finish second second place you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter, thank you very, very yeah, much thank you for this. being part of the return of Zone F. As I said at the start, we're going to try to do more of these in in the off-season. So we'll see you again shortly. Yeah, Cheers, this Peter. is good fun. Cheers. Thank you.